0: I'm sick again, guys. I don't know what's going on.
1: Shut up and, and sit, sit down. down.
2: Hello and welcome to episode, written down, episode 22, part one of Lead Rugby Banter podcast, um, which is something that Adam normally describes it as. Um, but it's a good place to get news and information and controversial opinions on rugby-related things. So if that's what you're looking for, then well done. You came to the right place. Um, I'm not Adam. I am Alex, and Adam has um, is punishing me by making me host the podcast this week. And I'm joined, as usual, by Matt. Hello, Matt. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. And hi.
0: <laughs> Hello.
2: And uh, Ben from Mauritius. Hello, Ben.
0: Hi Alex, how are you?
2: I'm very well, thanks Ben. So you're not actually Ben from Mauritius, you're, you're Ben from Tax, um, but you're in Mauritius. So just to clear that up for anyone who thought we had a new Ben, it's the same Ben, same Ben as before.
0: Oh, that, that would just be a mess. Like, I know. because in, in, like, I was thinking about this, in, like, in South Africa, I'm one of not so many Bens, but in New yeah. Zealand, every, like, second person seems to be called Ben. So, like, I was like, oh, thank God, I'm not from New Zealand. I wouldn't be very unique there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true
2: blessing in disguise good thing enough for New Zealand. you must Again. be one of the few yeah. bends, uh, so, to be fair you must be
1: one of the few Benz in Mauritius as well
0: that's probably no, true no no they, they, they're quite a lot of like Benoit and stuff like that so yeah they're,
1: they're,
0: they're they are, are some, they are they are but, but not Benjamin Benz they're mm-hmm. like French name Benz
2: that's true the French love a good Benoit yeah but, they do uh, speaking of um, speaking of Benoit <laughs> um, let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about some rugby news from around the world before we get into the Super Rugby um, highlights package. So, uh, first things first, we've just seen the Hong Kong Sevens come to a close around midday today in South Africa. And congratulations to Fiji. I know we've got a lot of listeners in the Pacific Isles. So, congratulations to Fiji. Um, because it was their fourth consecutive win, I think, in Hong Kong. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Um, and Hong Kong Hong Kong is not even... It's not a fringe sevens tournament either. It's like one of the big ones. So
1: yeah.
2: it's pretty cool. And, yeah,
1: um, I don't cool. know if you
2: guys got to watch any of it. I, I missed the grand finals, which was between Kenya and Fiji, which is also very cool. Shout out to Kenya. Um, but the Blitzbocker came third. They won the bronze medal. And I watched the... I was halfway up Table Mountain actually. I was going for a hike, and I managed to catch the second half of the Blitzbokker versus the, uh, the, the Fiji Sevens team in the semi-finals. And um, I don't know if you guys got to watch any of it, but it was pretty intense because they only ended up losing by two points. Yeah, we we were we were yeah, too. It,
0: it was basically the, the Blitzbokker like C team as well. So because obviously they they've sent sort of their big guns to the Commonwealth Games, then, so these yeah. are. I th- I think there were, like, five uncapped players in the squad or something.
1: Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, so, what...
0: So, yeah, it is, a, it is a definitely good sign, so. yeah.
1: yeah. I'm trying to think, though. Those, I mean, it was the Fiji loss as well. You said two points, but it was, what was it, 19-5 at the start of the second half or something silly like that? Yeah. And then, yeah. To us,
2: though. Yeah, to us.
1: And then we led through two quick tries, and then, yeah.
2: But then we came back because we scored the last try in the match and we yeah. missed the conversion, I think.
1: Yeah, we missed So
2: the we needed to, to, to draw even and then we could have gone extra time and then who knows. But, well, these yeah. things happen. But, I mean, to go down by two points two. to the eventual champions is, is really impressive for what it, has been points out as an essentially alternative blitzbocker side.
1: Yeah, and it looks like Fiji yeah, um, like, is one of the few oh, oh, sort of sides that played their full-strength team as well. I mean, a lot of the sides were missing Yeah. Guys who I were think the USA
2: also had USA had their big guns, I think.
0: Well, well, they, well they, they're not in the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, they're, so.
2: not, allowed to, they're not
0: allowed to play yeah, the Commonwealth yeah. Games. I was, talk,
2: I was talking about that. I mean, are they, like, how do they get out of that? Aren't they a Commonwealth um, Nation?
0: They had a war. Yeah, oh, no, no, but they just, it's just like, America, oh, we better do everything. Like, blah, blah, blah yeah. oh, so...
1: Is it a war? Is that, the, is that the distinction? They left
0: the Commonwealth no, on... It's just that they don't want to be... Like, they were. Like, they were ruled by Britain. There's no getting around it, yeah. but yeah. for whatever reason yeah, but they, they fought, don't like... They, want, their they fought past.
1: the war of independence. I don't think many of the other nations fought uh, the war of independence. We got kicked yeah, out I'm because just... we weren't. We wouldn't ditch
2: apartheid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's quite uh, yeah. the no, full it's, story, it's, but... Yeah. Uh, we, we don't. We don't. We don't i to be a history podcast. I'm pretty
0: sure history There's more <laughs> to <than> that. <laughs>
2: but uh, anyway, so long story short, very impressive turnout by the alternative Blitzbocker, led even by an alternative coaching side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was really good. I'm really impressed. And there's some great talent on show, and yeah, the future looks bright. And hopefully, we'll see some of those guys in 15 aside as well. Not too distant future. But speaking of the 15 aside. <clears throat> Uh, let's chat a bit about the Pro 14, because we saw a bit of action in South Africa this weekend on Friday and Saturday night, I think. Yeah. Um, and Matt, yeah, you were Saturday in night. Otoniqua for the Kings game. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about
1: Okay, so, much like Ben talks about David Pocock as the Prince, promi- the prince that was promised, um, last night at Otoniqua Park was clearly a homecoming game for CJ Stunder, who captained the Munster side yeah. against the Kings. Um. Yeah, just sort of off the field stuff. There, I think at least a third of that main stand was Irish fans. It was ridiculous. How many of them actually came down to see him play?
2: And um, was the stadium full?
1: Yeah. The, well, this is the funny part. The main stand was full. Obviously, where the where the cameras weren't showing because the cameras were all on the main stand side, and the other the other stand and the two ends. Were full for the warm-up game and then emptied out for the main game, so everyone was there in the cheap seats to watch Progress versus Evergreens and then filed out for the Pro 14 game. Okay,
0: that's bizarre. It's incredibly bizarre.
1: It's maybe
0: maybe they maybe they province that. Oh, the
1: the two sides. It's like George. They're basically the two big clubs in George. That played, no, no, like like
0: I, I believe like 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 club rugby does attract it does yeah. attract crowds like but I've, it I've seen team. it. I don't win know why
2: you'd leave afterwards.
0: Yeah, that's like, what like, I can't yeah, understand. But it, it seems like what, once you're there, you might as well watch that. Yeah, other game. I mean they pay,
1: it's the tickets that they weren't. They didn't get like a discount ticket that they had to leave by half past seven. They, they yeah. paid the ticket. They paid the price to sit there in any event. But yeah. they were
2: probably so confused about why tickets were more expensive this week than every other week.
1: Yeah, they just couldn't. They've probably been going
2: to Outeniqua Park like every week, and they're like, oh, why do we have to pay like an extra 40 rand this week? It's so <laughs> weird. I don't know and like, either. who are these green green people?
1: No, I No, they're players like, oh. in red.
2: Uh, red people. Okay. Yeah, so it was so, really I weird thought, seeing think, Irish I think, people. I thought, I, I thought Irishmen were actually green there. Though. I, <laughs>
0: just... I, I, I thought you just assumed all Irish people were painted green at all times. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> He's only ever seen Irish
1: people on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. yeah or as but, they um, call it, just, just well, today. Yeah. J-
0: just just on the on the Kings. I was very impressed by the crowd. I know Matt was part of it, so without you the crowd would have been slightly smaller, Matt. I
1: was, was probably but, I was most probably I I was wearing half of the King's jerseys I saw at that stadium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but but, but how, how many like, were you wearing? I was
1: I was only wearing my one at the, at that stage. Okay.
0: Like, if you look at, like, I know it's something people have been talking about, like, the declining sort of crowds, how people don't watch rugby live anymore. Yeah. How yeah. it's, you know, but because even, like, I would say, like, most super rugby games you watch, people be lucky to have a stadium kind of a quarter full. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but on the dumping the King's game, like when they panned on the crowd, obviously it's a smaller stadium, but like it seemed pretty well well supported. So I was quite I was yeah. quite happy about you'd
2: that. You'd rather you'd rather fill up a small stadium than have a big, big stadium, stadium empty. I yeah, right. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think the
1: crowd would have been much bigger than the PE crowd is, but the PE stadium's cavernous. It's like a cathedral.
0: Exactly. So yeah, no, no, but it's, it's just one it's great great
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a, yeah. I don't know, George. <laughs> and the game itself. The game itself I enjoyed, you know, besides the loss. I think, what was the end score? Like 29, just shy of just over 40, I think.
2: Uh,
1: 39-22. Didn't they score another track? Yeah, 29-30. Yeah, it's
2: not too bad. You you didn't actually have a scoreboard at the stadium, man. It was
1: absolutely ridiculous. They had the big screen. (laughs) They've got the big screen. That was it. And that had the same uh, text box that you guys have on TV that has the score and the time and that. So...
0: In, oh, well, it was too no. small.
1: It's too small to see from, I think if you were standing maybe five meters in front of the screen, you could most probably be able to read the night. Nu- because, I mean, it's those big screens. They don't have the best definition either. So.
0: Oh, I, I thought you were saying, because it's George, the big screen is actually just a 42-inch flat screen. Like, no, 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 you know, no. no that, we sh-
1: we've obviously, that's a computer that's that. monitor
2: that they turned to face the crowd.
1: No, no, obviously, Sport <laughs> came in with the screen. They, they realized our setup was weak, and they were like, okay, well, we're going to have to do something here. Because that just popped that up. And it was hilarious because for the Progress Evergreens game, they had a scoreboard up in place there. And then when the, when the Pro 14 game kicked in, nope, we, get a, we get the live stream of the TV. what's on TV on that screen.
2: So they were like the crowd. They were a bit biased. Okay. Uh, last thing before we move on, who was player of the match for the Kings, do you think? Who's their standout in that game?
1: For me, I'd have to say, Tilo was definitely one of them. Uh, Number six, and who else had an excellent game?
0: Um, That's Anzile,
1: huh? Yeah, Anzile, number six. And Banda at 15 also also had a cracker. Dropped one or two.
2: How was Bobby Devine? Bobby
1: Bobby Devine is all right. I mean, the lineouts went a bit of both ways. I quite
2: like it. uh, I wouldn't mind seeing seeing him at blindside, actually. I think he's he's a bit more athletic. Uh, um, Yeah,
1: there were some some nice... Yeah, I think King's tries were all from good breaks. Nothing re- nothing proper phase play, just good breaks and then just support running. That's
2: yeah, it's standard
1: Eastern Cape rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
2: good. Thank you very that's much right. for the
1: report. Pro 14, then... I think that's our most
2: in-depth Pro 14 game ever. Whoa, no, <laughs> yeah. are got
0: to talk about the Cheetahs now, so you got done We're going
2: to talk about Cheetahs, yeah. Ooh, and ooh, the Cheetahs uh, played part of Cardiff Blues and Bloom,
0: um, and
2: they walked away with a very narrow after the Huda victory 29-27. Penalty. Yeah, penalty, penalty try. Penalty try to, penalty. Try to <laughs> thank for that victory. Um, but I mean, it was a bit of off the field
0: oh. stuff. Sorry, Ben. It was a legit penalty like because the, they were basically, it was just a, a scrum. They would keep on getting the long arm off the scrum, then having a crack and not scoring. Long arm off the yeah. scrum. Then, then the ref sent a player off. Oof. Then they scrummed again. And then, because um, they even, they obviously a prop got sent off, so they sent on, like, their starting prop.
1: Oh, and he must
0: have yeah. buggered. Got, they got again and then the ref, it was like 87th minute or whatever, and the ref was just like, fuck this penalty try, let's go home. That's fair <laughs> yeah. enough, Yeah, you
2: know. And that was, yeah, that was at, like, 87th minute, so...
0: Yeah, that, that, that's the, the third, there were three penalty tries this weekend, because the Chiefs got one, yeah. the Cheetahs yes. got one, and the Brambys got one? Yeah, the yeah, Brambys sure got about... one, yeah, I
1: think so.
0: Oh, so it's definitely becoming more of a, it seems to me, the the fashionable thing this month. Eh? Penalty do, you know tries. Likes,
1: do you know who likes a penalty try? It's Stuart Berry. He used to love giving them out. I haven't
2: seen him do it. I'm
0: not opposed to a penalty try when Look, teams it's, just get
2: super,
0: super negative. Yeah. The
2: only issue with it is that uh, um, from the fantasy side, I feel a bit underwhelmed. Because <laughs> no um, one gets yeah. that anyway. No, no, yeah. no.
0: Because often, like the ball will be at the feet of the eight, and you'll be basically yeah, on yeah. the try. Yeah, and
2: you and then you like, the, we could, you could give a penalty try, or you could just, you know, take an eight un- man break and score. You ungrateful like... fuck. Yeah,
0: yeah I. Agree. But
2: anyway, okay. so uh, yeah, I mean, speaking of the penalty tries, because there were there were a lot of them in that game. There were, I think, there were three at least in that game. Um, there were two other ones before that, and one of them was for Blomkies. Um, who, if I'm not mistaken, got a penalty, a a yellow card for just having a truly horrendous haircut, Um, which is fair (laughs) enough. It's in the rules, so you get paid enough, go get a a proper haircut.
0: It's like his hair slowly running away to the back of his head.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and the ref was like, it's not acceptable, you got 10 minutes to go sort it out with a pair of clippers in the shed, and then you can keep playing.
0: Blumickey's for anyone who didn't watch the game. Blumickey's card was for the the new fashionable thing, the deliberate knockdown thing, and then, uh, fuck it, then when it, was pretty, to... it
2: was pretty. Uh, I mean, I, I think he he wasn't really in a position to catch the ball, but um, yeah. I mean, like I that we can talk about that very briefly. I think before we move on, because I do think it is an area that needs to be looked at. I think I, at the moment I, I, they're like, oh, you if you, be, if he wasn't
0: in a... Should be allowed to do it.
2: Where, I think you. No, I, don't, I don't think you should be allowed to deliberately knock it out. It's a, it's, a it's, definition it's, it's, of yeah, one. No, because that's cynical.
1: Yeah, it's a cynical play. No. I understand. But it's very difficult. I no. mean, this one, what I want to bring up is the one that happened in the Reds Brumbies game.
2: Let's talk about it when we get there then, because we've got yeah. one last bit of news before we move on. We've already taken up a bit of time. And mm-hmm. the very last bit of uh, yeah. news to talk about is, is there was a story today about Rossi Erasmus Russ being allowed to target overseas players, um, where in were relaxing the 50 test cap rule, which they brought in. I mean, it was already a pretty arbitrary number, right? 30 test caps. And apparently at the time, the rumor was that they were trying to target Marcel Coetzee because he was about to come up on 30. Yeah. Um, which is the only explanation for picking such a weird number. But for whatever reason, they've apparently said, said to us, okay, you can deviate from the 30 test cap rule in picking an overseas player if you give reasons for it, which is, of course, whenever the fuck you want. You can just pick whoever he wants and say he wants them, and that's a good enough reason. So what do you guys think about that?
0: Um, I know I know we chatted before about this, but I I think it's quite unfair on Alistair Kutzia in a way because – his hands were very much tied with picking overseas players and stuff like that. Like, he was definitely sort of subject to, to the board, to higher powers or whatever. But now Russi comes in and they're just like, you know what, Russi, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, we don't care as long as you win us games, which I think as a fan is kind of what you want, but it does mm-hmm. kind of, like, I do kind of feel quite sorry for Alistair to could see now because
1: yeah.
0: it does echo sort of his sentiments that he was kind of set up to fail when you're hearing shit like this. Like, maybe... Maybe there's more yeah. logic to just but I don't know.
2: I mean I I feel like because there's obviously a different standard being applied, but the question is why are they now backtracking on the original yeah,
1: standard I mean, yeah. Is it
2: is it is it A because um they were being they were setting up Alistair to fail and that has now happened, so now they want Rusty to succeed, so now they're giving him the right okay. standard, which they knew all along was the right standard. In yeah. other words, was the original standard in bad faith? Or did they think that it was a good idea at the time and they were in good faith and it failed? Alistair failed. And this is part of the reason why he failed. So they're now making progress and they're trying to correct the reasons why he failed, you know? Who's to say? I don't know. What do you think, Matt?
1: Yeah, I'd love to say it was originally in good faith, you know? Cause, but I mean, I'm looking at the overseas players and besides a couple of young guys who I hope are the ones that are actually on Rassi's radar. I- <coughs> I'm hoping that Rossi's not going to use us to bring back like Bismarck Duplassi and you know our old war horses that we've got overseas, because I mean their time yeah. has def the ones who the ones who were technically eligible under the thirty caps as well. I mean their time yeah. has passed.
0: Uh, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bismarck at the World Cup.
1: And, and, it, yeah, and you know what? Has. The problem is Hooker is one of the places we really don't we're not hurting for <laughs> overseas guys.
2: Yeah. I guess. I mean, okay. So from what I read on Twitter, it's obviously not a particularly um, reliable source. But from what I read, the three names that have come up are Fauster, Fafti, uh, Kirk, yeah, which, uh, which I think is sense. bad. I, don't, I, it, I can see it, but I don't think I don't like him. I don't think we need it. He,
0: he did. Um, he did. He did knock out Cipriani this weekend, so we got to give yeah. him points for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's got three
1: of Cipriani's front teeth buried in the top of his head or something stupid. <laughs>
2: I don't know. If you leave Cipriani in a room with a mini bar, he'll knock himself out in half an hour. But that's, <laughs> um, that's neither here nor there. Um, the other names then were um, Vincent Koch and uh, Joan de Jong. Um, I don't think we need to talk about Joan de Jong. Yeah.
1: Big... We so flush at centre.
2: I think I can speak for the podcast and saying that Joan de Jong does not need to come back into the Springbok fold. But Vincent Koch, I don't know. I mean... I think we're solid there. Like, we have good players. But he is good. He is... He's I feel under. like he could be a world-class
0: prop. No, but he, he's not... He's not so good that we should sort of... Like, I don't feel he's that good that it's like, no, fucking Vincent Cock. let's kind of, you know, move, move the world for him just so he can, Like, he's not that good.
1: In all yeah, fairness, sure. now that this news is coming up, how stupid must Thomas DeToy feel about moving sides? Yeah.
2: Because
1: he yeah. was... He's oh, been he played he's, like Because he's obviously... Taken up his role as t- as new tighthead to sort of plug the, yeah. plug what sorry perceived as the hole that Vincent Koch left. Yeah, but and no, he's done it. He's done it too late anyway. Thomas, so he's Thomas not
0: going to play for the, the books. Yeah, the no, no, head, but, hey? but
1: Ben, we, in all fairness, I mean you can understand this is exactly why this is obviously the Kool-Aid that they sold Thomas to Toys that they said, yeah. look, we miss, we've got this Koch-sized Aryan hole in our front row. Mm. How about you swap swap <laughs> over to tighthead and see if you can play it.
3: Is is Koch a Tighthead? Sorry, I've been listening for the past 10, 10 minutes. Sorry, I just uh, snuck in. Yeah, Welcome
1: no, Koch wasn't Tighthead, was, sorry. Koch was Tighthead. Koch and I don't know,
3: but I was in awe. I was in awe of your conversation. Sorry, I was busy listening for the past 10 minutes. I, I, I could not interrupt you, it was very riveting. So I, I got home a few minutes ago. So that's uh, that's why I just thought, let me just chip in here. And uh, I agree with all of your points. That's all. That's all I really have to say. Okay. So.
2: we need to give you a formal, a formal welcome, like we did everyone else.
3: Yeah. true. well. Uh, what's uh, what, what's? Uh, hello, everybody. And uh, what game are you on now?
2: Uh, uh, of
1: you? No, we're shitting on. <laughs> we're still on the news. Yeah, we're shooting on the still idea on of Rassi. <laughs> that's No, what happens. We're not here. No,
3: Rassi. <laughs> no, Rassi. Rassi is the uh, the king
2: that was promised.
1: Yeah, but the Rassi is also speaking, getting. Speaking of, leeway. speaking of which game were? On.
2: Um, Maybe we should get into the games. I just want to clarify quickly
1: for, for Adam's sake. <laughs> I've just researched it. Vincent Koch is a tight head. And if you Google yes. him, all the top images, the top sort of five or six images are from that episode, that, that incident did... where he lost his shirt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Well, well please continue.
3: Prize. Please yeah. continue. Yes, I very rudely, rudely really segued my way in there. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, the, you, to have you,
2: you back. You, you, You've inadvertently you've inadvertently bumped us back on track because yeah. we were going off at a number of different tangents. Oh I, I I
3: thought it was a quite an enthralling discussion. Um personally speaking. I was like, hmm, what's this? Shit. I, I agree. I, I, it was very good. So what so what's a vibe? Or what, uh, what, what game yeah. are you guys
2: looking at? We're um, about to look at the hurricane's shocks. Wait, um, the Friday game. I... Yeah.
1: Yes. We we, sta- we didn't start we started we started started with the Kings, Adam. We spent twenty minutes on yeah. the Kings. <laughs>
0: Are we 20 minutes in already? No. God, we... guys, we're we the worst. Adam, <laughs> we, we we need your leadership or we just shit. oh shit, we yeah, aren't I 20 minutes. Like,
1: no, we aren't 20 minutes. We like, started recording. I thought
3: you it were like the Queensland game or something, and it's like oh, you're talking about Brisbane. I'm like oh, you
2: must be talking about Malcolm Mark. Stop, stop or... time management shaming us, Adam. Stop. Uh, doing okay, management. look, in our
1: defense, okay, it, back we, on track. Timestamp <laughs> is 32 minutes, but we did start. I made a note for Adam. We only started at eleven and a half minutes, so we have been going for twenty minutes. I'm I
2: always wonder what. I feel like a, I feel like a substitute teacher that has lost the respect of the class. So I'm going to stamp my authority and. Yeah, okay. yeah. We are now going to speak about the hurricanes versus the sharks, or you are all going to the principal. And Adam, because you came in late, mm. you can give us your hot. You can give us your hot take before anyone else does. So you uh, give us something.
3: Well, yeah, the shark should have won. I think the Hurricanes are quite lucky, and a couple of their tries were lucky, and I think Robert Dupree Sr. would be bitterly disappointed. Um, and the referee maybe was a little bit harsh on the Sharks in the last 10 minutes. Um, so, very unfortunate, they deserved the win. But, coming back to South Africa, anybody facing the Sharks are thinking, fuck we've got to face these guys who were, they actually met their potential in, in the last couple yeah. of weeks. I think uh, Thunderbolt and uh, yeah. JLDP, they are key and just wait till uh, DDP, DDP, DDP he, he comes back. So uh, a real pity, but uh, yeah, Jean-Luc and it's just, it's the Lucy's get them all that go forward ball and makes the whole team yeah. better. It's just, it's just uh, quite crazy. And Andres.
2: I yeah, oh, yes. He's
3: built like a yeah, I Yeah, the yeah and
2: season.
3: Am and Am, um, yeah, man, he's quality. So uh, he's sticking his hand up for the box. So uh, I hope he gets more of a shot than he did last season. So yeah, I
0: don't, yeah. I don't know, because I felt Am actually played better last season. Like he's only really in his stra- it and he. Did- didn't get a book call up last season, so it doesn't make sense that he would be in line for one now. But uh, you never but, but know. The, no, I
2: think I think just in terms of the last few games, he's been like he's been back to that form he was in last year. Yeah. Am um,
1: scores tries like Vince Arso scored tries last season. I mean he scored most of the tries for the Sharks, but I think that's because he's at the right place right at best, the right, right time, time more than anything.
0: Yeah, which, I, which I, you need. Which, of,
1: which takes a lot of fucking skill, nonetheless. I mean you've got to know that you've got to be in the right place to be there, but still. Uh, he, it's not necessarily yeah. his try, but he is the one who gets it.
2: See, for me, oh, that's yeah, actually the, that's like that's the main quality. For. That's for the main quality you look for in, in an outside.
0: Yeah. Um, do you know what? On our on our new theme of uh, bigging up Australians,
3: mm.
0: I want to say uh, Jack Maddox has a very similar quality. Like, yeah. he's always in a good place. Yeah. Like, because he's in my fantasy team, so I watch him closer than I think most people watch him. <laughs> and the amount of time he's Special in the perfect defense. place, but some, some fucking retard in the Rebels doesn't throw the pass. Yeah. Like, I think once they realize this, he's going to he's gonna score a lot of tries and make a lot of meters because he runs excellent support lines. No,
1: he does. He's not a bad little player. I dig it. He's had a good season. Um, oh, Alex, Alex has gone into full Transformer mode.
0: Yeah, Alex. Uh,
1: uh, yeah,
3: you're a, bit, uh, you're, a bit, you're a bit gravelly there.
1: Alex, can you hear us?
0: I think Alex is trying to speak, but nothing yeah. is coming out. Yo. Alex. Oh, there we go. You figured it out. So I was going to suggest he hung up. Just, yeah, the, the Sharks are definitely... Um, a force to be reckoned with coming back but it also it seems to it seems to all be hinging on basically Thunderbolt John luc de Pria, and Esther isn't cuz it's it's like you it's the point Adam likes to make about England like if they don't have old um, what's his name Believer Lapolo yeah, there
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 100%. they just have no going forward ball and i think it's something uh-huh. obviously we'll talk about it but we saw in the storm with the stormers that their only go forward ball was Peter Steph the toy, and it just wasn't. It just it wasn't, wasn't enough. enough to kind yeah. of didn't do anything. <laughs> okay, I'm back. You guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay, sorry Michael about that. You. Actually,
2: I got a weird phone call that I think messed up my phone a little bit. But anyway, yeah. I'm back.
1: Yeah, you went. Do um, you you know went you guys. you went full Michael Bay Transformers on us? Uh,
2: sorry about that. that um. Was... I was going to say, um, so I know we, we mentioned that the Hurricanes were a little bit lucky to get the result they did get, but of course we needed to uh, be aware of the fact that they started the game without Bowden Barrett, and they yeah, lost TJ Perenara.
1: They do have our iOS, who is no stranger to no? a super agent.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a good he's player. Not, like. He's not,
1: but I mean, he's he's, not, yeah, he's, he's obviously bit, not. But, he's obviously not, yeah, a, a leader in the Hurricanes.
0: Well, he's not Bowden Barrett. No one is, eh.
2: My last little no. point before I think we should move on, Geordie um, Barrett is, has actually been pretty disappointing for me. I know he scored a decent try, but I've noticed he's got a really bad habit of doing one good thing in a game and then going missing for the rest of the game. Like he ticks the <sighs> box and he does it's just good. enough to kind of kept on the field and to like stay in the team for the next team for the next week, and then he kind of checks out. Like he doesn't stay present.
3: No, I, I'm going to chip in there because he's in my uh, fox team, so I have a big eye on him. And he was somewhat disappointing. He he does a lot of the good stuff that the scrum halves do in fantasy points, uh, linking up play and that sort of thing. Um, every now and then he comes in as the first receiver. So I do hear you. I think but from does uh, attack
1: need to be doing that, Adam.
3: Uh, well, look, I, I, I mean, fair point, but uh, I guess it depends on the systems uh, that they're playing. On on attack, yeah, last season he was a bit more devastating. But it's interesting that every now and then um, he doesn't receive as much ball compared to other backline options. It very much depends on which way the player is making. But I guess in Alex's defense, that's down to his positioning and making himself that's Yeah, I, I was about
2: available. to say. Yeah, available for the thing, ball. I mean, think about last year. Think about how often he popped up and, like...
3: Yeah, that, that's there. And, and, and another point in your defense before moving on is um, in the first couple of games of the season, he was a little bit too deep. So when guys kicked him at the back, he was always very much on the jump, running forwards, instead of having a stable platform to jump from. The, look, fair point. Uh, maybe he's not quite reaching the heights of next season, but
2: he's, he's 20. So, no, 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 sure. you, I'm not saying like yeah. we should just give up on him now and like <laughs> he should just end his career, but it's just a bit dis- disappointing after last year. Uh, all right, no, no fair, fair sure, play. Sure, fair. he'll be back. Yeah, no, Okay, um, and right, I think that's it for that game. We can move on. I think let's just very, very briefly discuss Sunwolves Waratahs. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything particular they want to bring I up do. from this game.
3: Uh, okay. I do, and it's it's just mainly between Curtie uh, Bill and Bernard Foley. I think the Waratahs they're beginning to find the rhythm, and the two of them how they interchange as first receiver, yeah. uh, it's really nice to watch. They're getting that right. Alex Newsome had a shocker, and that's all I have to say about that. It was just a uh, uh, Bill's an interesting character. He's not really a twelve in many senses. He's like a ten slash
0: twelve. So yeah. mm-hmm. but that's only no, it. but he's very typical. Like most Australian backline players, can yeah. kind of play anywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's
2: I mean. When they get a yeah, crying, it's it's that it is that uh, that Australian vibe of having the two distributors, the ten and twelve, uh, that they seem to like doing with Matt Gitter, for example, that, that, with the Brumbies. That's when they their, played their, that's
0: when Oz played their best rugby when they had the sort of the first five eight, second five eight sort of
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love for us to of, do something similar. I really wish we would do that.
0: Oh god. But, uh, we have Damien Damien there. Yes, behind the <laughs>
2: anyway. Um, The other thing that came up for me well, just to follow up on from our discussion from last week we were doing the projection for this game. Takeda Naira Voro obviously he got a a mammoth score on fantasy. He's looking at 100 points. Mm -hmm. But I really, I maintain that he did not play particularly well. He touched the ball Um, I I
1: I think four or five times?
2: Yeah, and he got, as you said, he was making like 20 meters per run or something and breaking tackles at will. Yeah. But, I mean it's Sun Sunwolves like those guys couldn't tackle probably and honestly against he's so one dimensional against any decent other time, point, yeah. like yeah. An any other side level, they
1: will push him out
2: yeah and playing in an organized defense he'll get so shut down and he gets found out like anytime he doesn't just get the ball in a good position with a good few meters to get his run on, run, up, run up on the defender yeah. he gets shown up and i mean he clearly has zero interest in defending oh, he's man. got no interest whatsoever man. In defending. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, yeah. Look, as
1: someone who has Navarro in their team, I know for a fact I'm not earning tackle points off him this this week.
2: Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> look, yeah. you've got. So
1: you, you've got. Look, I had Navarro in that game. You had Jake Gordon. So let's not oh, let's not complain.
2: <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Touche. Okay. Cool. I think yeah, there's not too much to discuss. Um, much more to discuss, other than yeah, but sad not to see the Tongan Godzilla for. Uh, most of the game and we did come on
1: yeah, and he came on just, he was yeah the Sunwolves were already at such a point that their game plan yeah. of you know getting the ball to their wings as quick as possible had fallen through by the time he was on so they weren't distributing yes. as much as they want but I just want to throw back to earlier when you were joking about El- Blom- uh, Clayton Blomicky's shit haircut Lamecki obviously. I wasn't joking. But yeah. No, no, okay. when you. Oh, Jan, when we made reference to him getting the card, Lamecki obviously got the new updated rules pack <laughs> yeah. from, from IRB and shaved that Rooster's comb over that he was wearing last week. And yeah, yeah. got rid of that completely. Uh,
3: I got a quick factoid on uh, Clayton Blomky. So I played cricket uh, against him in, in December. He's quite a mean outswing bowler and a hard-hitting batsman. So he's, he's quite a good cricketer, actually. Just a quick yeah. Uh, fact. Drop.
2: Yeah. That yeah. doesn't surprise me at all because he's he's got fantastic spatial awareness yeah. and like oh. hand-eye coordination. So I can totally see that. Uh,
3: he's a blitzfielder. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I can imagine. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, um, Clayton Blom-Akies has better chance of becoming a professional cricketer than the Sunwolves do of winning a game this season. It seems. Um, Are they playing the support, to, uh, I'm not actually sure about that. I can check that out while we move on to the next game, which is the Chiefs versus Blues. Um Ben, you wanna kick us off on that?
0: Um yeah, it was a close game. I think the to be honest, I always kind of write off the blues and then they come back and but it sort of showed again, like they just they don't have kind of killer instinct or whatever. Um, yeah, I was also, I was very disappointed Akira didn't score a try, and so he mm-hmm. broke his, his great try scoring run. But yeah, no, generally i generally like... Akira a sabbatical. Like, like, but it shows sort of the, the potential of the Blues, but at the same time, it sort of also, it shows their failings again. The Chiefs did win with a, with a penalty try, mm, which is quite yes. interesting, and also significantly, um... We actually all dressed in our bed sheets tonight because no no no
1: Most importantly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you, want to, you want Most, to take, do you wanna take you wanna take the, the glory for this one? This is yours. <laughs> okay.
2: So um for those ardent listeners of the podcast and there are many of you, you will know that we have long prophesized um, that <laughs> Damien McKenzie would would uh, be on the receiving end of an injury in round eight. Um, there was a bit of quibbling over this. We did say it was, we, we did specify in one of the early episodes, it's it's fantasy week seven, but it's rugby week eight. And that was always the case, right? So yeah. No,
1: there's, there's, be no,
2: be no, there's been no hedging of bets. There's been no fit sitting on fences or anything like that. The prophecy is clear. Um, and the prophecy said that Damien McKenzie would get injured against the Blues this week. And Damien McKenzie did get injured against the Blues this week. And the prophecy was true. Um, don't ask me why we can't prophesy Super brew scores correctly, but we got this right. Look,
1: so, if you want, to, if, we, yeah. if they start a Super brew for injuries, I think we're in the money.
2: Oh yeah, no, we're in the money. Yeah, we go because we nail those week in week out.
1: I mean, we nailed um, this, this one's almost a This is like a full five month old prophecy as well. I mean, we did this one.
2: Yeah,
1: this one we did it. This
2: you, is a, yeah, this is from January. We we you said did it in the, in the chief in,
1: preview. We did actually, in the chief yeah, that's correct, preview.
2: That's great. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're talking about, like, episode two or three of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, we don't we don't know how serious it is yet, just FYI. So, uh, we never specified. We didn't say it was going to be a big injury. <laughs> right? Just to be clear, I don't want any naysayers. Okay? I don't have time for naysayers, Ben. So, just, you know, injury is an injury. We don't know how long it's going to be for. Maybe he's back next week. We don't need a massive run on the bank selling Damon McKenzie, but...
1: You know, when
2: we say someone's getting when we say someone's gonna get injured, Sally McKenzie. Then yeah, you know he'll listen to you, right? I
1: just want to say man, one thing on this game. Sort of to bring it more back to actually watching the game. Um the Blues seem to have improved their tackling marginally this weekend compared to last weekend.
0: No, but this is this is just the blues. They they have the potential to win every game. Yeah, but, but they, they just, just they just like you know, they but they, they, they consistently failed
2: to meet that potential.
0: I think
1: it's, oh. I think Tano Manga is just too terrifying, and they're just too scared; but, they can't perform because they they've got stage fright essentially.
2: Mm-hmm. Well Out of interest, out of interest, the the game was essentially won and lost on discipline, right? Because yeah. um, we saw the penalty try, which was obviously decisive. But before that, there were four penalty kicks taken by Parafita mm-hmm. and three yeah. from Damien McKenzie. So I mean, we talk about you know the romantic idea of New Zealand running rugby, but when it comes down to it, they know how to beat each other, and it's by being taking, the three, taking uh, the
1: three
3: and copying exactly. the Sharks. They
2: take, they, they take the three, and well, Cop- look at the sharks. Copying exactly, the sharks, yeah. that's the, the, shark, f- the first Super Rugby start in
1: 2018.
2: And it's also almost how the, how the sharks almost beat um, the Hurricanes this week,
1: yeah,
2: because they again were, were emphasizing yeah. the three. Mm. and so it's something we need to look at. You know, we can't just be copying the good things that they do. We also need to be focusing on their flaws because they do make a lot of mistakes and they give away a lot of penalties. Yeah. So, yeah, just very interesting. Anyway, okay. um, Brumbies Reds, you guys managed to catch that? Yes.
3: No, but uh, it looked like I see uh, Nasrani uh, had an epic game and it was nice that Sam Carter came off the bench because he was on my draft bench which means I didn't get his points and he scored a try so that that's was thrilling that's but, uh, but uh, uh, it, it, yeah, yeah but uh, um, Nasarani, he's um, I know he came over from the force uh, he apparently had an epic performance and amongst that pack that you highly rate Alex at the Brumbies he it's almost like he's turning into the Amenaki Mafi of the Bambis in many ways. Brings that yeah. go-forward ball. But I was quite surprised. They smashed them at the end. I, thought, I was like, yeah. oh, oh, the what, Reds. Reds might sneak in the win we here. They got fucked
1: up. No, like it's
2: funny you should make that comparison, actually, because I, I told people at the beginning of the season that um, Valentini was going to be the next Amenaki Mafi.
1: Yeah.
3: He who, he, who um,
2: shall not was, be mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I was obviously very disappointed in, in, that, in that prophecy.
0: Well, um, what, was, what was his injury?
2: It's a show, uh, it's I it's, like stupid. not I thought what was his knee hang on it's a, it's, got a got big joint.
1: it's a big joint
2: it was his knee it was, it was, his, it was his medial ligament ok I know. Yeah. so he's he's cropped but um, look I mean so we, we, nice Ronnie obviously getting the fantasy points and getting the tries but to be completely honest my man of the match was, was the prince that was promised because David Pocock showed up in a big way yeah. for this game
1: I'm just gonna yeah, say, but that, like something we've been saying the whole time. How do the Brumbies score tries? We can't see how the Brumbies are going to score tries. The obvious answer now yeah. seems to be just keep the ball with the forwards.
0: Yeah, just fucking yeah. brute force. Like yeah. honestly, yeah. like they were some of the ugliest tries I've ever seen that game. But hey, a try's a try. Yeah,
2: the so, are they, oh, they, are r- back, they ended up coming back from being 18 points down yeah, to yeah. winning by 24 oh, points. Yeah, so Easy, that's pretty so. impressive. So uh, um, then I got back to Jake White rugby. Pretty much,
0: yeah. and it's Stephen Lockham rugby. Yeah, it, uh, because remember they're like, no, they try to cultivate oh. this new brand of running rugby, blah, blah, blah. I think they've <laughs> just said, listen, <laughs> would, you rather, would you rather play pretty losing rugby or ugly <laughs> winning rugby? And I think there's only one answer there. Huh?
1: Look, yeah. even, the, even the ugly rugby is actually not entirely boring rugby, so it's fine.
0: No, no, like, like I love and like, I love watching, you know, like South Africa play Wales in the pissing rain, and it ends yeah. up, you know, like nine or whatever. Like to me, that's as yeah. good a game as a 45-55 thing. Like, you know, better
2: because it's a bit more honest. yeah, go
0: on. yeah Can I just say something about because um, we sorry we were talking about that Valentini's injury, but yeah. I was thinking, I was like, the injuries do seem to be just. Dis- disproportionately high at the moment.
1: They are, I mean, mm-hmm. this game so picked up like three, four. Yeah. No, but it seems standard really? like yeah. Yeah.
0: every, every day one or two players are walking away with kind of like six weeks injured. Eh? Well,
1: McCaffrey's out for like I fuck knows how Yo. long. He, yeah. he popped his elbow. Ooh,
0: McCaffrey's,
2: McCaffrey's pretty buggered and um, fatty Ben, fatty ben Lucas. Yeah, he's also um, not he good. also went down pretty hard yeah,
0: um, and
2: there was another one I there was one more uh, on yeah, but,
0: but just, just anyway just, just more in the sort of in the abstract I was thinking like why are there so many more injuries and I'm thinking it's because of gym
1: mm-hmm. so, so play,
0: players become a lot stronger but a gym exercise it's a very it's a very focused thing Yeah. you know like you you're only working your bicep you're only working your quad you're only working your whatever but then at the same time you're not you're not making your joints stronger Yeah,
1: it's, it's not a holistic sort of
0: Strengthening, it's more. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's actually not, because going to gym doesn't actually emulate a rugby game. Yeah,
1: you're not taking
0: yeah. the hits. And, you're not. Yeah, you you're not you know you're not taking impact. You're just sort of gaining, and obviously it is useful going to gym because you know you you're a lot stronger in the tackle, a lot stronger handing off, whatever. But then at the same time, like I think your joints don't become proportionally stronger. So so then they. become they become more, I don't know, maybe I'm just thumb sucking this, but. No,
2: I mean, that, oh, that, that sounds. Just, just, that makes, that make, that makes sense to me, but my only question is I mean, that's not a new development, right? Like, the gym routine for it's, rugby players has been around for the last 10, 15 years or so.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, but I kind of I was comparing it because if you look at someone like, I don't know, say you you uh, like the old World Cup videos or not, old or, 95, like when you, you walk, go look at. With, horse. None, none of them sort of are muscular people. Yeah. You know yeah. like back then like props were fat, locks were bean poles like a scrum half weighed like whatever like 65kgs. A scrum half now weighs 90kgs. Yeah. Like, maybe
2: Daniel
0: Lammer
2: Daniel Lammer weighs like 110. No, he's not 110. He's like over 100 though.
0: Yeah, no, but it's just like every everything's bigger, it's harder and like yeah. I don't, obviously, I don't have the injury stats from like the 95, I think, or, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were a lot yeah. less. I,
2: th- I think that's probably got something to do with it. I think there's also just the, the mm. amount of rugby that's being played is putting so yeah.
0: much more stress on people's bodies.
1: I think that's um, also got a lot to do with it.
0: But also, obviously, you never hear about players, most players get injured playing games, not in practice. They've been, yeah. That, which which, been, which is, is a bit weird because if you're saying if it's stress injuries and stuff, they should get injured as frequently in practice though, but as they've they have
1: been. Yeah. I, I can probably think of about at least four or five players that have been subbed out between being announced on Thursday and kick-off on Saturday this season. Yeah, like like
0: like injury and injury in the warm-up sort of thing, but
1: yeah. so that, I would... But not that not for, like a medial
0: can, ligament injury. Yeah, not, not, yeah, not a... Yeah,
1: no, definitely not a, me, not a ligament injury, but I mean... There are guys who are picking up sort of minor, minor fractures, which, which probably could have been a lot worse if they'd taken whatever stressor was went at that second in warm-up and they played a game and actually took a hit there.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, but, I don't, uh, there are no, a couple sorry. of theories
2: rattling around there. Maybe someone who's a bit more educated on this kind of topic can let us know.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, um, so can we throw to back find out. to... But, uh,
1: can we throw back to the deliberate yep. knockdown, seeing as this was also it yeah. its head in this game?
2: Yes, yes, you can bring it up here.
1: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Chris Chris FS. I'm not even going to attempt to say his surname because then we're going to have I fire sortier. Okay, thank you. Um, he obviously got carded, yellow carded for a deliberate knockdown, which uh, even my bias, sort of, because he's in my fantasy, he's in my draft side. Even that aside. I reckon it was a bit of a bullshit one because he, if you look at the footage there, his feet his feet shot out from underneath him backwards as if he was stepping off, but his feet slipped. So he lost all of his forward momentum and he was just left there with the arm that he was. Because, I mean, if he had caught the ball, he was gone. He, there was no defense there. So you could see that all he was left with was his hand in the way. And yeah, the ref obviously then deliberate knocked down and yellow card gone.
2: Yeah, it's a difficult one. I'm trying to see if I can find the, the footage on YouTube quickly while we're discussing it. Mm, because they're
0: fairly young. But, um, No, It's, it's just uh, like uh, something wherever the refs had a big meeting and they said, let's focus on that this year. Because it's definitely it's something that's really no, only yeah, come in this year. Yeah,
2: there's clearly been a policy change of some kind. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the the issue seems yep. to basically be if you if you make contact with the ball and it goes forward from you um off another team's pass and they seem to be asking things like oh was he they ask weird things like uh, was, he... Uh, was he in position to score a try or like was the person possible was receiving the ball in a try scoring position mm. and like weird circumstantial questions that have no mm. bearing i mean matt you'll you can back me up with this yeah. and ben as well you know when you when you're asking questions about you know justice and law you don't ask questions like that. You ask questions about what did the infringing person intend? You know, yeah. what was the foreseeable outcome
1: the, that seems of to their be, action? And as far as the rugby laws go now, the what the infringing player intends seems to be not even secondary, tertiary or whatever. It's the last thing that the ref actually considers these days.
2: The, yeah. The rugby if, laws... If, if at all. Yeah. They, they don't, really don't even get there. They're just like, oh, well, did you disrupt play? Yes. Um, you know... <clears throat> Was it, you know, did it have the effect of, you know, causing you to, well, like, yeah, basically that's the main thing. Like, did you disrupt the, the other team's momentum and they just, like, send you off the field for nothing? I mean, it always used to be basically, I mean, a year or two ago when they started focusing on it, the distinction was you had to... where the player's hands was. So, was your hand was making a downward motion on the ball yeah. and you had, like, an open palm? That's a deliberate knockdown, and that's an ex-
0: yeah. If you're trying like hit it up, and then then it's yeah, but
2: yeah. If you're hitting it up, you can still try and catch it potentially, right? And that's yeah. a perfectly legitimate thing to do as a sportsman. You can you try can tap the ball up it, and then pull yeah. it and catch it, yeah, juggle it, and you're successful. Because if you're successful, great, you've got the ball now. If you're unsuccessful, despite trying your best to be successful, fine, you've knocked the ball on, and it can maybe maybe be a penalty, maybe. But a yellow card, like for doing something in good faith, and I like try to win the game for your team—that's outrageous. So the fact that they don't you even know. look at those sorts of things, they just look at like what was happening in the play around you. It's just—it's a really poor excuse for a for a law. I think.
0: Yeah. No, because it does become. Because say a player knocks the ball up, and then mm-hmm. then catches it again, then that's fine. That's perfectly. That's play on. Yeah. But then if yeah. they if they if they knock the ball up but then it hits the ground directly, then that's yellow card. Yeah. And yeah. then if they knock the ball up, but then trying to juggle it while they're trying to regain it, because then that, that should be yellow card as well. But, but that, that would never be yellow.
1: That shows a different intention, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, the way yeah. they're enforcing it now, they, they almost it's almost to the point where you actually worry about taking an intercept because if you flub the intercept, yeah. you're looking at a yellow card.
2: Yeah. So I mean, that that really it has to come down to intent. Like, could you? Does it seem likely from the player's body position and hand position that he intended to that he could he could possibly have caught the ball? If yes, then even if he didn't catch the ball, it's a knock on. And maybe if it looks cynical, a penalty, not a yellow card. Yeah. But if it looks like he put himself in a position to catch the ball, then yeah. Anyway, I think we've I think we've covered this. I think we've said everything there is to say. Um, so we can move on to the 2nd last game of the weekend, which was the Lions versus the Stormers there in Jo'burg. Um, I know, Matt, you were, you were busy with your club rugby, so you didn't get a chance to watch this one.
0: No,
2: I watched the but, whole game. Sorry, Adam watched the whole game. Ben, did you manage to catch Indeed. it?
0: Indeed. Yeah, yeah, I watched it.
2: Okay, what do you yeah. think,
3: Adam? Um, yeah, the Lions, um, I think I think it was uh, you or someone else in... In the WhatsApp group, just said that the Lions are Alton Yankees, and Alton Yankees are the Lions. He, uh, Yankees was outstanding, playing with the sort of confidence and, more importantly, rhythm that uh, makes the Lions at their best in their play, that fast phase play game. I think Dylan Schmidt had a very good game at nine um, in terms of keeping the temper up compared to Ross and the name of the replacement, nine, escapes me, but that was the key. The Yankees Fun got too. some deep. Yeah. Yeah, the has got some decent service. And the Lions, I think, after the disappointments of the last couple of weeks were up for it. And uh, uh, Madoshi, sorry, I had to uh, take a moment there because he ruined my draft, my draft week so badly. Um, he was very good, uh, just being clinical, like a real classic poachers, wingers, tries. But it just came from a real Lions team effort. I think they just lifted their intensity. Um, with the key being Elton Icke, it's very nice to see the Punisher back, Ruan Combrink, who you picked up in the draft with an excellent trade, by the way. As you said, another kicking option it takes the, the damage. Of also, another senior head, and uh, Franco and Franco Mostat do not look as disheveled as he normally does at the end of the game. Um, so Lions, very good. Uh, Elton leading the charge. And from the Stormers' side, Mr. must admit, I was quite disappointed. Um, Damien Willemser was very good. But it seems like, to me, as as a Stormers fan, Alex, you can maybe relate a bit more to this. They rely a lot more on individual brilliance. They kept sending, um, in particular, Peter Steff, Dutoy, Volkowlo, Stephen Kittsov, Willemsa to a point, and maybe DDA. Raymond Rule, by the way, had a pretty good game. Um, I I will say that. I know I've given him shit uh, previously in the past. But there just doesn't seem to be much attacking cohesion from the Stormers side. Just relying a lot on individual runners and I don't know, it, it just seemed a bit straight and, and the Lions had them very much under control, which is a real pity, they, they got a lot of attack, um, and Kulisi was a bit better, <laughs> had some luxury moments, aka mm. okay, Ben. Uh, so...
0: I was, was going to say, <laughs> I didn't think Khaleesi was good at all. Uh, like was... He had a couple
3: of good moments, I think... but he went, I guess he went missing a little bit every now and then. And that, that's know. the
2: luxury part of it, I guess, he has just yeah. those moments, and yeah, that's not so what y- for. And need to the forward so what we're
1: saying
3: yeah, is Kulisi
1: is father- the Niavara hmm? of loose forwards. <laughs> Pretty much right no, now. no he's
0: not he's not the Naivor of yeah. loose forwards because sometimes he has a very complete game mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's just i think when when his pack's going backwards especially i just i just feel that he's he just becomes very absent yeah
2: uh, um matt do you, do you wanna do you want to know who the Naivor is of forwards just genuinely um it's, it's, it's say... skeleton
1: okay true. But skeleton apparently <laughs> is changing, his shit up in Europe. I was gonna say, I was gonna say the Niavara forwards is obviously Kepu. Because you can't (laughs) tell on the wide angle, you can't spot the difference difference between
0: them. You you fucking bite your tongue, Matthew. Kepu is fantastic. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with Kepu. What I'm saying is, on the wide angle shot, you can't tell the difference. If Kepu's on the
1: wing,
2: Kepu's actually in shape, uh, he's actually in shape, unlike
0: Nyavorus. But Nyavorus, to be fair, 100 time would only be about splits off Nyavorus.
3: Well, look. This my quick final point is, um, as a Lions fan, very happy, great intention. I'm uh, much more looking forward to tour. Warren White is coming back. If I'm a Stormers fan, uh, I'd be bitterly disappointed uh, with that performance. So that's the that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. So you yeah.
2: well. Let me let me speak to Stone Cold's point regarding bitter disappointment. Yeah. Um Because um, bitter, yes, disappointed. Not really, because kind yeah. of saw coming. Um, the writing's been on the wall for a while for the Stormers, and yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know, there's not much to be said about the game, really, that you haven't already said. It was men versus boys, like they, it was almost like they weren't playing in the same competition, to be honest. Um, the Lions just had a completely different intent, they were much more ambitious, they had a plan, first of all, they actually had a plan when they showed up, the, line, the Stormers had no plan. If they did, they certainly didn't execute it. And um, I think Willems Damien Willimster, yeah, he looks good. I mean, he he's also – he's kind of like the Khaleesi of the backline because he has his good moments, and those do stand out. But if you watch closely, he makes a lot of mistakes and bad decision-making. You know, he holds onto the ball a lot of the time when he shouldn't. And he backs himself, which is awesome, but it's not what the team needed. And, yeah, I think he, he's still immature. Um, I'm in favor of him. I know last week we spoke about him going to play for the junior box instead of playing for the box, and I think that should definitely happen. Yeah. Um, because he's, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the BMT that we can see in guys like Elton and Pollard, mm. and I think the best way for him for him to get that is not by being in the in the stands with the Springboks play. I think it's for him to be playing in a semi final or a final in the Junior World Cup against the All Blacks or England, and that's how you develop that kind of big match temperament. Yeah. And I also I also want to reiterate my my opinion of him that I've had for over a year now, which is that he should be playing uh, inside centre because. I think his weakness is a lot of the time decision making and his strength is just execution of playing what he sees in front of him. He's amazing. He just sees he sees the game like very few players do and he can work his way through space like very few other players can. And I think that the best place for him to do that is at Insight center where he's got a bit more space and a little bit less of a decision making burden. But uh, and also um interestingly enough on this point Nick Mallett spoke about it at halftime. He spoke about a lot of you know, star players, Wundicans, have uh, been brought into the national setup for their teams, for their for their nations, in different positions from the ones that they end up in, mm. and the reason for that is that they can then, you know, they can be mentored by the guy that they're going to eventually replace. So, for example, when when Bowden Barrett started playing for the All Blacks, he was nowhere near the number ten jersey. He was playing fullback, and Dan Carter was playing fly half, and it was only after a number of test matches where he could essentially learn from Dan Carter and Dan Carter retired. And then Bowden Barrett stepped in as the number 10, having learned from Dan Carter as a fullback, essentially. And, you know, Dan Carter himself, he started his career for the All Blacks as an inside centre, not as a fly half. And he took over from guys like Andrew Mertens and Carlos Spencer. And, you know, no one said, oh, well, Carter should play 10. Don't move him from his best position, blah, 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 blah you know. Let the boy play, let him learn, etc. cetera. Um, yeah, even like Percy Montgomery, he wasn't a, fl- a fullback at first. He was a center. Or even a fly half, I think. So, yeah, I think Willimsa should be playing 12 and he should be playing junior blocks. Yeah. Agreed.
0: So, so so, uh, so, 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 just wait. you saying that Willemsa should go to the box to be mentored by DDA?
1: No, no. Willimsa should, <laughs> no, no, no. should take <laughs> DDA's spot in a year or two's time after he's had junior
3: experience by Pollard.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, but that means SP Murray has another shot at getting that 10 jersey he's cuck man I'm so bleak for the, I'm part of the Dylan Lades cheerleader squad man Dylan Lades but, is mean, way better as a 15 on the wing he's a bit wasted
1: Dylan Lades
0: I know this because he's in my draft side he got the ball like three times no,
2: but also like, no. that's what that's Alex the life is, is a, a stormer's wing you're not going to get the ball
0: I mean um, who's got Rule
2: because also... isn't a great
0: distribution. Ah, of the... <laughs> <laughs>
2: for Newsom? <laughs> Fuck yeah, Jesus. Um, anyway, so no but like it's look honestly off. S.P. Mare, like he he's had his fun. Um, oh. does anyone know like is he has he been diagnosed with something terminal? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this, <laughs> this like, feels like a <laughs> this is a, a mega year like
1: and a half of <laughs> a wish <laughs> but,
2: uh, I don't know to it it's, is.
1: It's, it's, look, we'll know if that's the case when John Cena arrives to say look cool <laughs> there you go because <laughs> that man's at every make wish
2: <laughs> yeah but anyway like, I, I agree with you guys Leeds should be starting fullback Espin Maria he's had his fun it's time for him to go write his book and whatever
0: well sure um, surely he can go play in like Italy or whatever wouldn't they want him
2: yeah I'm sure they'd take him
0: no, but, but uh, uh, to but me, to me, Murray is is in a fullback though. So. Yeah. yeah oh, he's on a rugby
2: player.
0: So. Well, no, no, but no, yeah, way. in a way, he isn't because he doesn't fit anyway because he's too kind of wayward to play fullback because he's like always on his own little mission and then they exposed at the back. He's so, too. Uh, he's interesting not, he's not... Point. It
2: segues into what I was going to say about Quaker Smith because he's kind of the same thing, right? Just good
0: at rugby, but is very good.
2: Quaker did have a good game. He finally got down mm. to doing some quakering. It's been a while since he quackered but he quackered this especially, weekend, and that was especially very nice at especially at the breakdown.
3: That's I think given yeah. what he does best.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind
3: of attacked. what we want to see—not just running the ball, trying to steal some ball or slow it down. So yeah. I was actually really pleased. I still, pleased
2: about that I still don't think that the Lions have fixed their problem, which is that they don't have platform builders. But it just mm-hmm. didn't matter against the Stormers <laughs> because the Stormers were so shit. I mean, I feel like the Lions. Put it this way. I think the Lions played the same rugby that they played against um, the, the Blues, the Saders, the, all those games that they lost or came close to losing. They played the exact same way that they played this weekend. They were just against a shittier team that allowed them to be punished, allowed themselves to be punished. So it, it's a good thing that the Lions won and it's a good thing that they were clicking and everything that they wanted to do worked. That's very nice. But don't think that they've addressed the underlying problem. So they're going to coast through against the other South African teams and they'll be top of the conference, but they're still going to get found out in the playoffs, I think. Cool. Cool, cool, Sorry, was that, was that a bit doom and, doom and gloomy for everyone?
0: No. It was no, very no, like I, of don't even, I don't even think New Zealand teams are exactly firing on all cylinders at the moment. Like mm-hmm. I think the, the Super Rugby is very flat at the moment. Yeah, I like, was
1: actually not a on stuff today about you know the failings mm-hmm. of the New Zealand each of the New Zealand sides and their, their sort of predictions for them actually making the playoffs and all that. And
0: for we we honestly I, I think any team that makes the playoffs, even an Australian team, has the potential to win the tournament. Yeah. Because all the New Zealand teams have shown they're beatable. The, yeah,
1: uh, true. That's a good point.
0: So so I, I don't I don't think right I think you're just winning your conference or whatever or getting one of those wild card spots will you know, you'll have as good a chance as anyone if sort of none of the none of the presumably New Zealand teams sort of step up and kind of put together a long winning run. No
2: definitely.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, um allow me to segue seamlessly and um, in a very subtle way to the last mm. game of the week, which was uh, Haguari is hosting the Crusaders. Speaking of... Um, yeah. I, yeah. Did Speaking
1: not,
2: of-
3: I did not see this. I just looked at the score sheet, and George Bridge got two. He was in my rivals draft team. I cried, <laughs> I turned my apple... over and went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I went to a park and walked around for a few kilometers to try to
0: and shake it shake all off. Oh, shit! Did, yes, did you, um, did you, how you throw rocks at elderly, at elderly, elderly couples? No, but I how was your vision, it? Walk.
1: How your vision walk, at it? Um,
3: Not great, because I got my doshed. And, you know, it's yeah. like I was... Uh, yeah, you're a Lions fan, he scores four tries like yeah and then you realise shit, he's in my rivals team. So it was a juxtaposition of good and bad emotions. But uh in all seriousness, George Bridge has been a hell of a fight. I don't know if he would have started if it weren't for all the injuries that the Crusaders have had, and he is a finisher par excellence. I always think about that if try highlights. Yeah, yeah, Uh I think about that try scored against the Highlanders. Um and yeah, the, the guy's quality. So um the good on the, good on, the good on the Crusaders, uh put, put the Aguyadas and yeah, the machine rolls yeah. on and they've got a lot of players coming back off the bye. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, the
2: um rolls. the only the only talking point I have it from from the game really was um Lovanini getting I think you got a yellow card. Classic, Standard classic Lovanini Yeah, classic. I'm not sure if he, I'm not sure if he got any yellow card or he was just penalized, but it literally, it was, it was vintage Lavanini. Like it was straight (laughs) out of the Lavanini playbook. It was a completely unnecessary Uh, and, and it was, uh, it was totally pointless as well. And it was just a shoulder charge, no arms in the tackle. And it's like he he can tackle. Like it's, he's been around for a while. He knows how to tackle. It's like when all the Argentinians pretend. It's like when Creevy pretends he doesn't know how to speak English to get away with shit with the referees. Lovinini's like, Oh, I don't know how to tackle You're like no dude, you know how to tackle. I've so, seen you do it before. I don't know. Yeah, we've <laughs> seen it. You've just you tackle done it.
1: Before. You've literally done it five minutes ago.
2: <laughs> you just did it like ten minutes ago, yeah. So I don't know what it is, but that guy I don't know, he he just loves a good penalty. Um so they are, the 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 Huguaros are kind of back to their bashy crude, Neanderthalic brand of rugby. It, it was a bit ugly there at the Petri Ditch. Just before anyway. they go on to yeah. Yes, they are about to go into. A... Oh, and um, Juan Martin Fernandez was at the was at the game. Nice. Um,
1: oh, That's
2: something something we didn't talk about in the news. But yeah, that's like quite a. It was quite a sad. Yeah, it was a bit of end of an era man. kind of thing.
3: Yeah. In the 2007 World Cup, he was poison and yeah. uh, 2011. So yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, you had I to think, have. I think in he overstated reg- 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 his welcome a bit, Well, not his welcome, <clears> but. You know yeah, what I mean? I like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he should have retired in 2015 and be remembered mm. as a... As a... Yeah, world-class. Like, world-class. Like, like, to me, this, this is similar to, you know, when Victor Matfield kept on fucking coming back. Or... Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, John Victor, Smith. every time you do this, you, you're damaging your legacy. Just just call it a day. Be remembered as a great Springbok, and... Don't get me uh, started I on know. this, because I'm
2: going to
1: pretty... like, do like a 15-minute rant on John Smith at this rate.
2: Alright, we could do a special episode some other time. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, Speaking I of
1: think
2: staying... That's, your that's pretty... You're <laughs> okay. It's not getting Matt triggered. Okay, when we're done, yeah. Matt, you can go for a walk around the park as well.
1: No, I've
2: actually... But, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty much us for the for the episode then, unless there's anything else you guys want to want to add in before we sign off?
1: Um, uh, no. Yeah, actually, WrestleMania tonight or tomorrow morning at 1 o'clock. So, who's joining me to watch?
3: We'll get highlights back. Yeah, I've eaten a lot of lamb, so I'm in no condition to, to watch
2: rugby.
1: Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch it tomorrow morning at 7 when I get
2: up. I'll try some
1: of it in the nice. morning.
2: Nice. Oh, I wish you the very best. Um, okay. In that case, and on that note, Matt, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. And Ben, thank you very much for joining us.
0: No, thanks for having me on.
2: Pleasure. And Adam, thank you for joining us late. It was a pleasant surprise.
3: Yeah, you, yeah sorry. I know I very much ghosted in there. Uh, okay. so, uh, can, we,
1: can we label this episode <laughs> feet, Adam Wakefield?
3: Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> yeah, you have already told me the picture that needs to be used uh, about it, which is good. So, yeah. Thanks. No, thanks, folks. It, it was really nice. Yeah,
2: thank you for segueing onto the, onto the podcast. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate segue. Adam- Kind of way.
1: Yeah, that's
2: the title. <laughs> then, um, I don't know the whole spiel, Adam, um, but yeah, people can just find us on, on SoundCloud and on iTunes and on what's the third platform? Uh, it's Acoust
3: and MS. Please Acast. comment, subscribe, and rate. We'd uh, love you And everything, yeah. Yes. In- if yeah, you
2: can thanks. interact, I know without, I know that, you know, interact with us. These are things that uh, every sort of content creator always asks for, but. You know, it isn't out of uh, vanity or anything. Those sorts of things really do help. So the likes and the subscribe, the subscriptions and the comments, those are all valuable inputs for us. Um, but, uh, yeah, good. Thank you very much, guys. Then we will see you all later on in the week for the Super Brew and Fantasy episodes. And thank you very much for listening.